0: The Conditional Release Programme, a podcast that delves into the netherworld of cults, cribs, and con artists. We don't like those people in it shows. We believe the best way to expose them is to hold them up to a harsh light, point our index fingers in their general direction, and mock them mercilessly, take them down a pig or two until they cease to exist in any other form than the shit on our shoes. I'm Jack the Insider, otherwise known as Peter Hoisted for tax purposes.
1: And I'm Joel Hill, and this week we are talking about police powers in Australia and how our basic freedoms of movement and association are being impinged on a regular basis. Now. This This allows police to act beyond what the law defines as reasonable suspicion of an offense having been committed in order to get their jobs done. And their job is often to violently accost people.
0: It turns out Joel had an encounter with the New South Wales Police Force recently, yeah, which was uh, deeply in the unpleasant category. Yes, now, was. I know that Joel is a fucking troublemaker, and Oi. that's what he does. And if I was oh, a copper and Joel turned up in a lineup, I'd drag him away and charge him with the disappearance of the Beaumont children. Well, yeah. no. Because what Joel went through, thousands of Australians are going through every day and we need to talk about police powers and the laws that allow this sort of behaviour from the wallopers. Witless governments have given police additional powers that are not in our interests and we are going to call them out.
1: And we're going to have a damn good look at these laws, where they came from and the lies the politicians have told to get them on the books in our Deeper Dive.
0: And We'll get right on Joel's wanton criminality and what's to be done to stop him. I suggest a shoot-to-kill mission from New South Wales Tactical Response Group. They could be coming through the door and the windows at any time and probably even through the roof, Joel, for you. Special.
2: Yeah. So yeah, we had better yeah.
0: move along. I just hope the black-pajama cops give us enough time to get stuck into the Conditional Release Program's weekly news. Mm-hmm. As
1: a brief follow up to last week's deeper dive, it turns out anti vaxxers are finally masking up. Yep, the the winds have changed. And, uh, yeah. Anti-vax influencers on social media are telling their moronic flock of sheep to wear masks to protect them from the viral shedding of dirty vaccinated creeps like Jack. Oh, my yeah. God.
0: Yeah, look, yeah. I am. I'm just a mass of viral shedding at the moment. You can actually see a cloud around me, uh, and it's basically just the, viruses, the, the virus shedding that you can't have just shedding off me wantonly.
1: I personally haven't noticed a difference between pre-vaccination Jack and post-vaccination Jack, but I must say I'm really stoked I have an excuse to wear a mask around you. It felt <laughs> offensive before. Everyone should
0: okay. Every you Whereas wear. Whereas now you. I just
1: I just feel much more protected from you as a general being. So yep, after kicking and screaming through the whole pandemic, claiming that masks lower your oxygen to some dangerous level, arbitrarily, yeah, mm. Judy Mikovits was saying that the you know in the pandemic the masks activate some sort of dormant virus in your body Ooh. and actually give you COVID. Like Ooh. it's a, that that's a thing. And of course, masks make you breathe in sketchy plastic fibres, which I mean might be true, and microscopic <laughs> it's not worms. True. Don't I start! Mean-
0: <laughs> Don't start! It's not true. Who
1: knows, mate? It's mate. What can you do? No. So, um, so, but the thing is, they're finally masking up. Finally. <sighs> Crazy. It's, it's like now the whole face diaper that they've been like whinging about for a fucking year and a bit now is a show of defiance. And why? this fucking shedding thing i mean they think that the vaccinated people are not only just shedding the virus but also dna stuff just random dna stuff it's you know the whole thing that makes women's periods go on pause and fucking infertility and shit it's just dna stuff you know it's just made (laughs) up bullshit i'm not even going to try and understand the science behind their claims (laughs) because there isn't any (laughs) like it's a bittersweet public health victory i mean Finally, anti-vaxxers are masking up and protecting others from their plague rat sensibilities. But the underlying reason is fucking depressing. I mean, you know, if anything is going to be making people depressed from the lockdown, it's the existence of these fucking morons. So these <laughs> idiots have gone from frothing at the mouth about how masks will kill you and placing them on children is a form of child abuse. Yeah, thanks, Tucker. To using them to protect themselves from another strain of complete made-up bullshit on fucking social media. I mean, mm. it's funny, sort of, because if you don't laugh... you cry and it really I just found this like really cements the point. If you had any any second thoughts before about anti-vaxxers being fucking morons, this is conclusive proof. These people they walk among us and they're Fucking
0: morons. Well, I can confirm that I'm like pig pen in, uh, in Peanuts, you know. <laughs> I'm just a cloud of viral shedding and broken strands of DNA coming at you. And, uh, yes, uh, I, the strongest recommendation I can make is to wear a mask around me. And now it's time for an update on Congressman for Florida's 1st District, Donald Trump disciple, our man Matty Gates, or Gatesy. As we like to call him, Gatesy is in more strife than the early settlers. If the early settlers were child sex traffickers with the FBI on their tail, they probably Uh, were. Things aren't looking good for Gatesy, who's currently facing a federal investigation into a number of allegations of a sexual nature, including whether he had a sexual relationship with a 17 year old girl a few years ago. Since the New York Times reported in late March that the Department of Justice was looking into the alleged encounters between Gates and the teenager and whether he paid for her. To travel out of state with him, which legally would constitute sex trafficking, whether you know the age or not of the of of the person, if that person is 17 years of age or below 18, yeah. that's your uh, that's the one that's your that's your sex trafficking of a minor right there. So let's yep. unpack. The rapidly escalating scandal. First came the report that Gates may have had a sexual relationship with a teenager. Gates' recent trouble began at the end of March when the New York Times reported that the Department of Justice was investigating uh, the attention seeking representative known (laughs) for ardently defending Donald Trump and for his constant presence on conservative news programs over whether he had an illicit encounter with a 17-year-old girl or illicit encounters, plural, Mm. with a 17-year-old girl about two years ago. According to the three people briefed on the matter, the Times reported that federal investigators are looking into whether Gates paid for the teenager to travel over state lines because there would be a problem right there And, and that would be a violation of federal sex trafficking laws.
1: Yes, it would. And it is important to note here that the QAnon crowd based their identity, like their political identity is completely surrounding being against child trafficking. Child sex trafficking is like their thing. They fucking love it. They have protests. But it only applies to Democrats. Now their boy <laughs> fucking Gatesy's up against the wall with a shitload of evidence putting him at the scene. Like, I mean, this dude fucks. It's a stitcher. Of course it is. I mean, yeah, they man. simply cannot handle the idea of it being one of their own. So old Gatesy has absolutely shown con fuck inclusively that the QAnon conspiracy universe was never against actual pedophilia, but just simply using it as a fairly effective smear tactic on their political adversaries.
0: Yes, well at first, Gates, he uh, said he didn't have a clue what the allegations were, uh, <laughs> but then he later changed his story. After the report was published, he went into a media frenzy with a series of interviews and tweets that the allegations in the Times were categorically false, and that the investigation into, into him is part of an effort to extort him and his family for 25 minutes dollars yep. citing no evidence he claimed that his father Don Gates had been quote, wearing a wire at the FBI's direction, unquote, and tweeted that the, quote, the planted leak to the FBI tonight was intended to thwart that investigation, unquote. More details about the investigation have since emerged. On April 1, the Times reported that the federal investigation is focusing most closely on whether Gates and for the, sorry, former Seminole County tax collector Joel Greenberg, one of Gates' political allies, who was later Indicted last year on an array of charges, including sex trafficking of a minor, uh, whether they provided cash to women they found online and had sex with. Gates has denied ever having paid a woman for sex by the way, but the new report also noted that the sex trafficking charge against Greenberg involved the same 17-year-old girl with whom Gatesy allegedly had sex. She's been busy. Mm. Of particular interest to investigators is a trip to the Bahamas that Gatesy allegedly took in late uh, 2018 or early 2019 with the hand surgeon and marijuana entrepreneur Jason Pirazzolo, who paid for all travel expenses and female escorts. Yeah. According to three sources, a number of young women were on the trip, including the minor involved in the DOJ probe, Politico reports. Mm. Now investigators are trying to determine whether she was a legal minor at the time. According uh, to one woman who went on the trip, all the women were at least 18. Yeah. The report also reveals that federal agents seized Gatesy's phone late last year as part of a search warrant. And Gatesy's wingman, Greenberg, has agreed to plead guilty in his own federal case. Uh, That's very new. On May 13, the Washington Post reported that a federal court has scheduled a change of plea hearing in Greenberg's case, confirming that Greenberg will plead guilty to the charges against him the hearing is scheduled for may 17 so we've got a plea bargain process in place now with greenberg and this spells trouble for gatesy who could see greenberg deployed as a witness against him in his own federal case in fact in mid-april two people briefed on the doj probe told the times that greenberg has been cooperating in the doj's investigation of gatesy since last year after the feds presented their mountain of evidence against Greenberg, the former tax collector reportedly told investigators that he and Gatesy had paid women for sex. A spokesperson oh. for Gatesy yet again denied the allegations. Yep. Gatesy sent some suspicious Venmo payments to Greenberg. That's, uh, you know, just a, a sort of... Yeah, it's PayPal means, sort of thing. Yeah, it's a sort of for, for Yeah, sending bell. money. Yeah, according to a new report in the Daily Beast, Gatesy sent Greenberg two suspicious payments totaling $900 via Venmo late one evening in May 2018. The memo of the first payment was called Test. The second read Hit Up Dash, which included the nickname of an 18-year-old woman. Per the Daily Beast, the morning after Gates sent the payments, Greenberg transferred sums amounting to $900 to three young women. The memos for the payments were tuition, school and school.
1: Is that school as in university or school as in high school? Uh, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. Well, Look, no, it,
0: in, just- it, it could be either. Uh, a new letter from Greenberg claims he and Gatesy paid for sex with a minor. In the letter obtained by the Daily Beast, Greenberg claims that he and Gatesy paid for sex with a 17-year-old. Quote, on more than one occasion, the minor was involved in sexual activities with several of the other girls, the congressman from Florida's congressional district, and myself, Greenberg wrote, from time to time, gas money or gifts, rent or partial tuition payments were made to several of these girls, including the individual who is not yet 18. I did see the acts occur firsthand, and Venmo transactions, cash app, and other sort of yeah. Um, means of uh, transferring funds or yeah. other payments were made to these girls on behalf of the congressman, according to Greenberg. who's direct mm. words. In an earlier draft of Greensburg's letter, also obtained by the Daily Daily Beast, he claims he and Gatesy thought the minor was 19 at the time and later learned she was underage. Uh-oh. Oh. Immediately, I called the congressman. Greenberg wrote, and warned him to stay clear of this person and inf- informed him she was underage. He was equally shocked and disturbed by this revelation. You can just imagine the phone call.
1: Fuck, bro, she's fucking underage. She's oh, fuck, oh man, my God. shit, <laughs> bury this, bury this now. Fuck, man, call Roger.
0: Greenberg apparently then wrote to Roger, Roger Stone, that is, seeking a pardon from Trump. And yet another bizarre twist: the Daily Beast also obtained messages between Greenberg and Stone, in which Greenberg offers to pay Stone two hundred and fifty thousand in Bitcoin. If you don't mind, Stone, by the way, denies receiving the letter and any money, according to... Uh, a comment he made to CNN.
1: The Clinton News Network, you mean.
0: Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah. 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 It's a wonder he, he, wonder he didn't blow up when he, when he spoke to them. Oh, poor old Staney. Uh Gatesy reportedly showed nudes of women he slept with to other lawmakers. Isn't that lovely? According to CNN, Gates had, Gatesy had a habit of showing off nude photos and videos of women he slept with to other lawmakers, other congressmen, even while they were on the House floor. Uh, Including two people who said they were showing the material, it was a point of pride. The Gaetz one said. Mm. And while Gacy has yet to respond to these accusations, it won't be; it wouldn't be out of character considering new reports that have since emerged. Earlier this month, retired Florida State Representative Tom Goodson told the Orlando Sentinel that Gacy fought fiercely against the 2015 law that protected against revenge porn because he believed that once a nude image is sent, it becomes the property of the recipient. Isn't he a nice okay. guy? Yeah, he cool. thought the picture was his to do with what he wanted to do with, Goodson said. He thought that any picture was his to use as he wanted to as an expression of his rights.
1: Does he know how copyright works? Like, what the (laughs) fuck is this guy doing in – I mean, just – Honestly, he's probably got a law degree too. Like, just what the fuck, man? Like- Back
0: in December 2017, at the height of the Me Too movement, the Miami Herald reported on the existence of a group of young male lawmakers in Florida who crafted a lewd sexual scoring system, awarding mm-hmm. points to a f- to female legislators and lobbyists based on how badly they wanted to sleep with them. According to ABC News, Gatesy was allegedly involved. Last mm-hmm. week, one source told the o- outlet that some of the targets of the gun- were women that the men had heard were virgins. Oh, not mm. In the same report, another source said that Gatesy was often seen attempting to pick up young women at a bar popular among lawmakers and students from Florida State University. Gatesy's office did not respond to ABC's uh, ABC News request for comment. Probably was. Gatesy uh, reportedly sought a preemptive pardon from Trump, according to. New reports from the New York Times. In the final weeks of Trump's presidential term, Gatesy quietly sought a blanket preemptive pardon for himself and some of his allies in Congress. At the time, Gatesy was demanding that Trump allies be granted pardons to protect against, quote, bloodlust, unquote. But as the Times notes, Gatesy's private blanket pardon request came as the DOG were interviewing the representative's associates about the ongoing sex trafficking probe. It remains unclear whether Gacy or the White House knew about the investigation, but it was mm. well and truly underway while Trump was still in the Oval Office. Definitely
1: on- the, the actions of an innocent man. Please give me a pardon. Why? Oh, <laughs> Blanket and, Just, a, and just for whatever. Just I don't for know. whatever.
0: Yeah. Just, uh, yeah. Uh, but- uh, on April 7, Trump issued his long-awaited response to the scandal engulfing one of his most vocal supporters. The statement read, in full, congressman, Matt Gates has never asked me for a pardon. It must also be remembered that he has totally denied the accusations against him. Unquote. Well, he's innocent then. So that's all right then. The Trumpster yeah. is sticking with Gacy for now, but when the shit hits the fan for Gacy and it seems like it's about to, Trump will drop him like a hot rock. Yeah. And meanwhile, big tech bane of the Trumpster, TikTok, is a bit on the bugle jar.
1: Yes, yes it is. God damn, I hate fucking TikTok. All right, here's a good reason why. Uh it turns out that TikTok is an absolute cesspool of conspiratorial shit, which probably comes as no surprise to anyone familiar with the medium. It's the, it's the short video social media outlet where Gen Z posts inane bullshit for attention. Some of it's more polished than others. A lot of it's just nonsense. I think it's awful. I think it should be purged from the internet. I'm sure a lot of these children disagree with Fail them. Of
0: expression, but- Joe.
1: Come ah, fuck their expression. It's awful. It's just a generation pile of bad. If you want to see reflection of humanity that makes you think that maybe it was a bad idea to be created, well, there you go. So in recent years, idiots on TikTok have come to realize that conspiratorial shit goes viral really quickly, which is like everything is about clicks. They're all over it, especially the Save the Children stuff. I mean, not only is everyone a fucking bleeding heart about fictional trafficked children, but they're also deeply paranoid that they are about to be kidnapped themselves. They post videos detailing their near misses with fictitious oh captors and sending out warnings regarding telltale signs you're about to be abducted. You know, it's <laughs> it's all bullshit, look, of course. Look behind you. Yeah, abductor. exactly. It's like, you know, if a post-it note is stuck on your forehead saying, abduct this Please child, abduct they're Please coming for me. you. I mean, like, they're just fucking morons. So. I mean, essentially, it it doubles as like a sort of public service announcement as well. So, it's this thing of like, you know, I warned you, you know, I'm just trying to help you out. Like, there's a bogeyman trying to eat you and I've got your back. So, there's a, a real sense of solidarity against this like, you know, invisible enemy of child sex trafficking that these guys are all totally getting off on because they're basic as fuck. So, another deeply flawed method of gaining attention is a bizarre twist on the old law of attraction where people have started posting things called grab avoid code grab avoid code yeah i saw this on twitter and i had to look it up because it looked fucking annoying and my god it delivers this is just complete bullshit it's clearly nonsense but of course it's gained massive traction with desperate doomers who just want to get a free audi or some shit because they posted a fucking number <laughs> on social media you know like it's just how these fucking morons work
0: what the fuck are grab avoid codes
1: They call them cheat codes to the universe, which is a fucking red flag. And where you basically, you say, write down or outline the numbers of your hands like an absolute gimp. And then you manifest whatever the number represents. And it's based on some quackery around radionic signatures, which I started reading about and then stopped because it's boring as fuck. I'm not going to explain it. It's an endpoint to
0: this shit. Yeah,
1: It's just pseudoscience. I don't give a fuck. So... Of course, these codes are always for vain bullshit, like money, material goods, or love and soulmates, showing that Zoomers basically think of partners as possessions. And it's just like, it is a frustrating pile of nonsense. It's vain, it's based on complete nonsense, and it's just annoying. The whole thing was invented by this mathematician, Grigory Grabovoy, who was convicted of fraud in 2008. This is great. For taking money from the parents of children killed in a school shooting, claiming that he could resurrect their children. And this kind of grift is just so sociopathic. You just can't picture going up to some grieving parent and saying, I can bring your child back from the dead if you give me a couple of thousand bucks, which is exactly what he fucking did. At least he got done for it. But oh my god! And the thing that I find quite funny is that old old Gregory, he has all these fucking cheat codes to the universe, but he still went to jail. (laughs) He
0: still went to jail. Why didn't he outline a number
1: saying you know not guilty? Outline a number saying get out of jail. So you know they clearly don't work. But look, this is just another prompt as to why we should do an episode on how fucked pilled TikTok is because I hear a lot about it on various podcasts I listen to and outlets. Well, Mm. Trump hated it because of the Chinese thing, but the thing is I believe they've sold it now to some soulless American corporation where they're going to continue to pump out this fucking dross in order to just destroy the generation below us, which, to be honest, they can implode and I wouldn't give a fuck. But in this perpetual self-harm ritual of watching these idiots be idiots for the podcast, I'm not sure if I can do this. I would have to create a TikTok account and engage with this shit. I try and stay so clear of this generation and having them invade my fucking computer i don't think i can come back from that but as this is no i would do anything for them you i must. love you guys
0: it's in your contract
1: mm. i might not do that though let's see but for now i'm just gonna say it grab avoid codes are absolutely a reason to believe that no no, no the kids are not all right and yes the Doomer generation are named that way because they're fucking Dude.
0: <laughs> and in a review of next week's deeper dive, Joel, you found that RDA Reignite Democracy Australia looks like it has got party status, or might have party party status, yeah. and is gearing up possibly to be a player in the next federal election.
1: Yeah, I mean, it's a move that surprises nobody, but they are finally doing it. They got to 500 paid-up members pretty quickly, and now apparently it's 650, which is not a bad effort. I mean, fuck, if I wanted to start a political party, I'd be like, oh, my, oh, boys, could you sign up? I'd get 10. So, while the protest they held over the weekend shows how absolutely fucking dire their situation is, because their electoral results are going to be totally tiny. Ooh, nobody bad. showed up to these really fucking protests. hmm but at the same time, they still managed to grift twenty six thousand dollars in counting out of their loyal members in starting up the party machine. But as of yet, no AEC papers have been filed, and we just haven't as a, seen the
0: receipts. Just as an interruption, there we will check uh, just exactly where uh, an AEC uh, registration of a political party might be in terms of the RDA and get a, an official response from the Australian Electoral Commission before yeah, week's program.
1: What- that's the journal of this, uh, of this couple. I'm just going to look for tweets. So not everyone is happy with this, of course. You know, like there's always a bit of infighting. A few people on social media were asking where the money was going and why the membership fee was so steep. And maybe they're new to RDA because it's pretty well known to be a money-making platform for Monica and Morgan. Although I feel like they do live quite modestly. Apparently they live in the prestigious suburb of Hackenham.
0: They live in a them, and No, possibly yeah. not. But anyway,
1: yes. Well, let's not dox them. Um, so we're going to keep an eye on this because these guys may not be able to spell properly and that actually might be a part of their appeal. Mm. But as much as we like to laugh at them, they are getting we cash do. in the gate from the punters and backing from obscenely rich libertarian lunatic Jim Penman and no doubt other fairly wealthy benefactors who are probably not willing to publicly disclose their interest
0: in this. Funny and with
1: the, mm. with the AEC filing, they might need to be a little bit more transparent though because, you know, you've got to sort of publicly disclose shit.
0: Ooh. Anything over $1,400, yes.
1: Yeah. So that's going to be tough for the political power couple as they clearly intend to use this as their political fucking piggy bank and personal enrichment device. And look, I, I've always said, Democracy is a rich tapestry, and these guys are a good yarn. So we are strapping in for the ride ahead. But as someone who tends to volunteer on the booths on election day, I absolutely fucking grimace at the idea of having some peeled lunatic yelling at me all day in an RDA T-shirt. The fucking liberals are bad enough. Jesus Christ.
0: And we we look forward to those fuckwits wading into the election process, doing their electoral deposits cold and generally being told to fuck off. Not there, but over there. Fuck off over there, RDA, and then fuck off a bit more. But now it's time for the Conditional Release Program's game show segment, a segment described by Baby John Burgess as a terrific idea like the Wheel of Fortune, but not for the functional illiterate. Yeah. When we ask, which black bill fuckwit said that?
1: So this week we are playing Which Pilled American Attorney Said That? Ooh. Where we look at the disgraced legal lunatics that found utter disgrace in the wake of the Trump presidency. Oh. So oh the Trump body count mm. is just indignity and sadness. So a few people in legal fraternity really lost their minds over the last year. And I'm going to make Jack guess who is who. Oh so here we go. Let's go. All now right. this one's a bit wordy, we but go. I liked it. It's really unhinged. This is the quote. Only God rigs election. (laughs) God is the sovereign ruler over everything. There's lots of capitals in here. God controls everything. God only acts for good and his will shall be done on earth as it is in heaven. The truth is that our worldly perception of wins and losses is irrelevant. The only thing that matters is do we do our imperfect best to do God's will. That's a lot of do's. Mm. I don't believe in luck, as God controls everything, including the outcome. Which, to me, I think that he's just saying that God put Biden in the presidency. I don't get it. It's just fucking bizarre. Anyway, Hang on. Here's what's your the quote
0: and what's not? So, 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 where does the quote? That's end? the quote. I don't That's believe in luck as God controls everything, including the outcome. That's end quote.
1: Yeah. So is that like some sort of like foreboding thing that Trump's going to come back in office? I don't. So let's let's, let's go with the greatest hits album here. So we've got voting machine specialist and expert in Venezuelan hearsay, Sidney Powell. Mm-hmm. We have the star of Borat and pizza enthusiast, Rudy Giuliani. Mm-hmm. We have the glove fitted to the stars, Johnny Cochran. Unlikely,
0: and- as he's been y- dead for some years.
1: Yes, <laughs> it's a red herring, Jack. I'm giving you a freebie, and Cupid, and soon to be disbarred defamation lawyer Lynn
0: Wood, Lynn Wood, dead Johnny Cochran, uh, Rudy Giuliani, and Sidney Powell. Yeah, look, there's there's three, there's three there that could there could be any of them. I'm not going to go with Rudy because Rudy's never been on the Bible Bash. Yeah. Uh, yep. I'd also say that uh, God's will should be done on earth as it is in heaven is part of the Lord's Prayer, which I believe. Uh, Jesus wrote. Sydney Powell.
1: Oh, and I thought I gave you that one. I, I felt like I delivered that up. That, that was Lin Wood. Lin Wood. So Lin, Lin Wood has, has basically decided, other. now that he's about to be disbarred, he's he only found God like two years ago. <laughs> he's, he's just uh, going to yeah. become... A fucking preacher. So he oh. like he did, went to the Faith and Freedom conference and he absolutely wrote his mouth off. Sacrifice. I ran with this one. Expect more God stuff yes. from
0: Winwood. No, look, I, I I I really should have thought that one through. Disappointed with uh, myself.
1: That's okay. all right. The prize sucked anyway. On. So. Here's the quote. If we, the people, don't step up and place demands on all elected officials to discover the truth of this last election, 3rd November 2020, Mm. we may never have another free and fair election for any elected office again. Yeah. High stakes. Imagine that. This is not a political party issue. This is an American issue.
0: I thought it was all about God. Okay.
1: It feels a lot more like a political party issue. So, firstly, we have the absolutely not qualified to be in this list and clearly a red herring to make this easier for you, Donald Trump. Mm -hmm. We have good friend of federal police in the United States, Rudy Giuliani, who apparently made the feds a fairly average batch of coffee when his house was raided. But they were quoted as saying at least he tried. Oh, good on him. Yeah, it would be him. nice. You
0: know, it was very yeah, accommodating. You know, come in, guys. Sp- didn't spit the coffee, did he? Didn't spit the uh, coffee cups.
2: Yeah,
1: probably increases the value, man. He's, he's, a, he's a high roller. <laughs> and we've got the defendant for $1.3 billion, but still digging her own grave with terrible comments about voter fraud. Double down Sidney Powell. He uh-huh. just can't stop speaking. And we've got the wildcard option here and good friend of Jeffrey Epstein, Alan Dirsch Dertiewicz. Oh.
0: Dish, eh? Yeah. He's, he's, in he's in, still in a spot of bother too when the FBI get around to uh, looking at that whole Epstein business.
1: Yes, um, they're quite busy. There's so much to do. So
0: look, there could be again some of, if we the people did don't yeah. step up and place demands on all and said, that's a bit of a telling thing, I reckon. And I'm looking for caps here, because that'd tell me if the Trump's always involved. Yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> Because <laughs> the Trumpster tends to capitalise country. Yes, yes, a- yeah. For no <laughs> reason. He anything just, he, he wants that. to emphasise. Yeah, um, he's, he's great. Giuliani, Sidney Powell, Dershowitz. I'm going to go with Dershowitz. Oh. No, Trumpster.
1: Bottom, yeah, it's Sidney Powell. Oh, God. Yep. Nah. No, see, I tried to add, add that people. thing of saying – she continues digging her own grave because she's still saying this shit despite the fact that she's on the hook for 1.3 billion dollars. I mean, maybe she really believes that her defo defence is no true. One is expe-
0: no one's expected to take that seriously.
1: <laughs> oh my god! That's
0: her that defence. No one was expected to take my comments. About, <laughs> about and that's why I kept the, on saying the voting saying machine that, companies. Uh, no one was expected to take it seriously. You know, just, I was fucking just incredible. I'll just knock her. Gonna- I was just mucking around. Okay, so I'm uh, zero for two.
1: Yeah, number two. I don't know if this is going to get you over the line because, you know, I've sort of uh, fucked you on this one. This one was going to be the hard one after the two easy ones. So here's the quote. In a little over 100 days, the world has already become much more militant with a weak leader in Washington, D.C. Mm. His handlers haven't figured out what position Biden should read concerning Israel and the PA, Palestinian. Okay. So... Now, this is annoying because, I, uh, you know, I, I really wanted to get in this one. We've got the Matzo Master and Passover participant, Alan Dershowitz, who Do I just yeah, he's back. totally just... I may as well have put his name in three parentheses saying that. Matzo Master and Passover <laughs> participant. I mean, Jesus Christ. I'm mean, as bad as Ron Watkins. And recent friend of Israel and pointless bloviating evangelical Lynn Wood. He's found God. Yeah, mm. he really has. And, uh, you know, Israel, you know, birthplace, blah, blah, blah. So... Trump lawyer and turned media darling for Christ-pilled idiots, Jenna Ellis, mm. uh, who basically has decided the law is not for her anymore because no one really respects her. And part-time <laughs> landscaper, part-time sex worker, full-time Trump lawyer, Rudy Giuliani.
0: In a little over 100 days, the world has already become much more militant with a weak leader in Washington, D.C. His handlers haven't figured out what position. Biden should read concerning Israel and the PA, the Palestinian Authority. Ooh, Bartom has got a Rudy Giuliani, Jenna Ellis, Lynn Wood. I'm going to go with Jenna Ellis. Ooh, no. I'm from three today. It's Rudy. Yeah, I figured that was going to
1: fuck you a bit. Rudy's, Rudy's so basically, yeah. He? It could have been anything because Jenna Ellis has been posting heaps of pro-Israel shit recently as well. Um, Mm. So I figured it was going to be between those two and it'd be a a 50-50 thing. Well, look, the prize this week that you're not going to get is a fully paid scholarship to Trump University where free of charge, you (laughs) could have got a full Bachelor of Laws majoring in bit shoot studies and election fraud. Jack, (laughs) mate. The grift isn't going well, and this degree was going to make you some money. You were finally going to learn how to make some fucking cash out of being a public presence. Now yeah. you're going to go back to being a fucking poor, middle-of-the-road centrist that no one wants to donate no, money to. Oh, Look, that's That a, is look, your you, fate.
0: We would have to say also that Trump University has been shut down. It was a complete sham. I don't no, no. A real we were going to bring it back for you. Real estate real estate college for, for fucking terrible profiteers. And it really all, was And quite all bad. who signed up lost their dough big time. Yes, they did. Now, we ask listeners to send us an email if they've come across something really, really stupid said by Blackpill fuckwits. We want your input, listeners. If you've recently come across something posted that is so odd, so bizarre, that it can only be appreciated by the criminally stupid, drop us a line.
1: We'll send you a stubby holder and some assorted TCRP tatter. If you make my life that little bit easier... And send me a quote I can use on the show. I mean, come on, man. It's not
0: that hard. And we at the Conditional Release Program understand that listening to this program requires a fairly large dose of intoxicants and they're best served cold and kept cold. And the only way to keep your preferred poison cold is a TCRP stubby holder, the only stubby holder clinically proven to keep drinks cold, the rest of them. It's just shit.
1: Don't accept imitations, mate. Drop us a line, listeners, to the conditioner release program at gmail.com.
0: Now we're going to carry on with the law. And we just saw the fine practitioners who represent us in court. These people know the law, but who's the real legal force to be reckoned with? It's not the bloviating attorneys that clearly make more money from podcasting than practicing, but the uniform clappers look mate if you have nothing to hide you have nothing to worry about so let's dive deep into how much power these people hold and whether their discretion is very bloody discretionary in our deeper dive so joel you uh, you were taken into custody recently tell me yeah tell us about that
1: and something like that, so I'm just casually minding my own business.
0: Casually just, minding your yes, own business, yeah. Well, yeah, that's
1: right, yeah. I've got to downplay everything, I can't make it sound like I've done anything wrong. Um, so I was at Royal, Royal Ramwick Racecourse, uh, for the uh-huh. Spring Loaded Music Festival. It's basically just a day festival with a few Australian bands. It's all Gen X bands, it's great. They said, like, you know, we're gonna party like it's 1997, that is exactly it. So, it started off with a few, like, you know, Custard, people like, you know, a bit of a crowd pleaser there, and Magic Dirt, which, yeah, uh, yeah, yeah, cool. Um, fuck, it'd be embarrassing if they listened. And uh, and then Friends of Rom, who I fucking love. I love Friends of Rom. They're a great punk band. And there's a mosh pit. There is a mosh You're pit. You're in the mosh
0: pit, right.
1: So, we're jumping around having a great time. There's a few people falling over. We're all picking each other up. and There's a real sense of solidarity in there. And everyone in there is like 40 or 50, which is just great because no fuckwit. It's just so free of fuckwits. Well... Free of fuckwits as far as I knew. So, essentially, I'm there completely oblivious to anything and all of a sudden, my hand is just grabbed and wrenched up behind my back and I start being sort of carted out of the mosh pit. Now, in a situation like this, you kind of suspend reality for a moment because... This is the last thing I was expecting. It wasn't announced,
0: you know. No, it was nothing. It was yeah. So just
1: straight into this arm hold. <laughs> no fucking idea what was coming.
0: The Indian deathlock, the submission of and uh, and straight it wasn't very it nice. Was, like
1: I noticed that he had twisted my wrist in a certain way to really ham. Like you know, the guy was trained. It was you know, it would be impressive if it wasn't so upsetting.
0: Guys, probably. Probably just working on his drills yes. with you. I, yeah, that's but it. But, yeah, so there's... So just a training the operation. The important, important points are there that uh, you received no warning. No um, warning at
1: all. Not a tap on the shoulder, not a courtesy hug, just a
0: no, fucking not warning an introduction at all, just grab just bang. And, yeah. and, and on what basis did they... Was it explained to you later? I was intoxicated and disorderly. You were intoxicated and disorderly.
1: Yeah, that's the basis.
0: <laughs> were you intoxicated and disorderly? Look,
1: I'd had a couple of drinks.
0: Oh, you'd had a couple? Okay, define but. two. Define a couple. You know, So a couple is two.
1: Nobody counts their drinks these days, Jack. You never hear about
0: the happily married couple and there are three people there.
1: Yes. So, we're so, not 12 anymore. We don't say six <laughs> beers. We yes. had a few. Okay, um, you had a few. But at the same time, like, you know, doing no harm and doing nothing wrong... Even if I was doing something wrong. See, the, th- the first thought I had was, you've got the wrong guy. Because for that level of violence, I figured because for some reason, I thought police actually had some sense of decency and discretion. Uh, Whoops.
0: Uh, (laughs) That's fantastic, Joe. That is really good. I mean, I love your naivety there.
1: Yeah, exactly, yeah. So like I thought someone had committed like a grievous assault or robbed a bar or something and I was about to be arrested because I fit a description for someone who'd done something that probably had a five-year jail term attached to it Mm. and I was like saying, you got the wrong guy. They're like, no, we got the right guy. I'm like, but you haven't. We got the right guy. You haven't. What do you expect? Like there is a crime has been committed. He's still out there. <laughs> Whoever you're looking for is still out there. And no, it was just the fact that they didn't like look at me. They thought I was going to be trouble. So
0: were you were you drug or alcohol tested? No.
1: No, I actually, this is a bit of a smart ass thing because I was definitely not going to blow a good rating. But I said, oh, breath test me then. <laughs> I mean, like, what are you? And that was dumb goading. And they said, we're not going to do that. I'm like... Sure you aren't. I mean, like, you know, you'd hate to be wrong. Uh, They weren't wrong, though. I'd had a few drinks. Uh, But at the same time, it should not be an issue. I was doing no harm. The fact that I was in a situation that they felt they could violently accost me with absolutely no consequence for doing nothing wrong, that is where the issue is here. What the fuck is with that? I mean, they, if they want to kick me out of the venue for absolutely <laughs> no reason, with no basis, and give me the idea that I'm intoxicated and disorderly. It's
0: intoxicated and disorderly, but haven't conducted any be, sort of treatment. Could be sort of anything. Testing.
1: Could be mm. anything. They just basically just, and the thing is, is that being violently accosted like that, this is something that for a couple of days I had to shake off. And at first I felt angry and I was upset that I'd been kicked out of this gig and I'd been singled out and I'd just been violently uh, treated for no reason. And then I felt sort of upset and violated because it just feels like, you know, is have I given these guys some sort of tacit approval to just injure me for leaving the house? Like if I go to any event... Can some cop just randomly come up and try and break my arm? Like, is that how we are now? Like, I can just be walking along, minding my own business, and a police officer will say, "I don't like the way you're behaving, and I'm going to try and break your arm now. If you resist, <laughs> I'll arrest you." Like, what the fuck?
0: Yeah, look, it's 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 difficult to understand. They, they 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 flicked you off, and and you'd like to see, you know, if there was CCTV footage, it'd be it'd make for interesting viewing. But yeah, um, uh. Look, it's all part of an expanding uh, set of police powers, particularly New South Wales. New South Wales has some of the most um, extraordinary police powers in the country. We're a special in place. The country. Yeah, look, um, look, move-on orders are, are pretty widespread now, in most states and territories. Move-on orders, um, they, they, it also has its genesis in the Olympics. Sniffer dogs. All in, all during Barking, the Olympics.
1: for dogs. There and, were stiffer dogs and, ever at the gig, everywhere. We'll get to our Labor later, Premier Bob
0: Carr, uh, hand on heart, um, uh, said before the Olympics that we need to legislate with these special laws that require special powers uh, that move outside what is... Known as what is understood to be a reasonable suspicion of a commission, a reasonable suspicion of an offence being committed, and <clears throat> it moves around that by having a dog come up to you, presuming that you might be carrying, presuming yeah. that you're carrying drugs, and so Bob Carr said, "Look, the moment the Olympics is shut down, <laughs> you know, I'll be." Racing to the parliament, having these laws revoked. What
1: happens to the dogs?
0: But, yes, that's right, but we have all these dogs. We've got kennels. and We've got we, to use them. We've got a couple of big bags of kibble. What are we going to do with that? So, so of course, the laws stayed in place. Um, you know, in New South Wales, we have sniffer dogs, and this is sort of infamous, of course, and anyone who's been around Central Station long enough has, has probably seen mm-hmm. these things. They, so, they go right through pubs. Yeah, they go through pubs. They go through any places where, where people congregate, yes, and um, where,
1: where funds being had.
0: And, well, <laughs> the central <laughs> yes. station one always got me, and you actually see these are these kind of. You know, these blinds, these portable blinds that they carry around where yeah, people for can strip search straight away. I mean it's fucking
1: so- disgusting. And this I is mean- the first thing that tourists see when they get off the train at Central. <laughs> you come from fucking over in the States so- and you're like, Oh yeah, great to see Australia, and all of a sudden you're being sniffed by a Labrador. Oh, yeah. you're a cute dog.
0: Yes, yeah, that's right. And come right. this way, ma'am. You'll need Fuck. to take off all your clothes. Now <laughs>
1: <laughs> welcome to Australia. Beautiful one day, strip search <laughs> the next. Hey. Hey, I hope you enjoy this kind of thing anyway so
0: <laughs> so we do have we do have those um, those things in place and they really relate to the, the Olympic games Any uh, excuse, uh, and right? they were never actually so the lesson there is a huge lesson and I'll make it repeatedly is don't give these things up in the first place because yeah. you'll never get them back. Don't yeah, fucking the first day. They, so, so move on order, for those who don't understand, it's just, it's just a way of police getting around the business of determining whether you're up to no good or not.
1: Yeah, they've got a blanket excuse for violently accosting you. Yeah,
0: and that relates to, you know, reasonable suspicion. So um, but move on orders just require them to go go, Hey, what are you doing here? Yeah. You going to move on? And get out and technically a move on order can, can lead to a fine. Were you off yeah, were you threatened with bucks. a fine?
1: Yeah, so basically she said, you know, she was giving me the right act about the move-on order. I'm like, yes, 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 I know, $550 fine, you know, just I'm going. Like at no point during this process have I resisted you. At no point have I made it seem like I'm going to stick around. You have fucking assaulted me out of absolutely nowhere. At what point (laughs) am I going to sit here and say –
0: I hope you didn't say fuck because that – I did. I actually
1: did. I accidentally swore but so that, that's that's I the first leg of the immediately. Right I yeah. apologised immediately for swearing because I knew and I actually got this from speaking to you I knew that this was a part of the trifecta and that's what they want you to do and when she said don't swear I said I am so sorry I did not that was out of line and this is me saying I'm out of line for swearing while they are viciously assaulting me <laughs> walking me out of a venue with no fucking cause <laughs> it's like the first, oh I'm it's, so sorry constable like, it's
0: fuck. the first it's the first leg of the trifecta yeah, you're, you're I wasn't going to give all, but broadly speaking, offensive behaviour, and then uh, they'll also throw in even though you were just snatched, put yeah. in the uh, put in the death lock, put in the armhole. I feel submission like they wouldn't hole. want that situation to go to court, and, though, because and, I'd make a compelling and, argument. Oh, of course, but that's the whole thing. I mean, who cares if they get a prosecution? I <laughs> don't care. No. They'll charge you with that, and and uh, uh, charge you with them resist arrest. Um, yeah and
1: yeah I didn't and, resist uh, arrest because I physically fucking couldn't no no you, if you, I resisted arrest, my arm would have snapped like a twig. it sort of
0: really wouldn't matter if they were going to get, give you a hard time that's what you would have go refuse move along yep. the uh, and then the first leg of the jo you've sworn so that's offensive behavior the second yep. one is um uh, is basically resist arrest, which means they just grab you and you go, "Geez, what are you doing?" <laughs> that's yeah. your resistance right there. Yeah. He's, and resisting, then, he's, resisting. Yeah. he's resisting. He's resisting. He's resisting. He's resisting. I do not. I do not consent.
1: Yeah, exactly. Uh, you know, like, don't this ever is do the, that.
0: But, this is uh, it. Like uh, you
1: know, they're trying to make uh, me into a fucking subset.
0: And and if it, and if there's a little bit of a, jeez, what are you doing?" Get your hands off me. Then it's assault, boys. Which is um, just and insane. That's, and that's where we get the trifecta from. Look, one thing we need to mention is that policing is actually a very difficult job and it's it, yeah. you're in, encountering a large amount of violence and maybe that's th- maybe that's part of the problem that they're that they're becoming newer to sort of uh, uh, violence in many ways but
1: almost paranoid but yeah look justifiably it, so I suppose when
0: it's true i mean i I, I know a, a number of people associated with the uh, Victoria police association and they're all Pretty decent people, too, by the way. And, and they'll tell you about the high levels of assault at any given time, you know, sort of 15 to 20% of the forces away, um, having to deal with uh, injuries sustained in the course of their duties. Nursing Just their wounds. Assaults, yeah. Yeah, you know I mean, you know, you, you talk to any police officer who been involved, general duties friend at the time, someone throwing a throwing a punch at him. Uh, someone's uh, basically clipped them, given them a black eye, or, or a broken nose, yeah. or, you know that. I mean, basically, the person, the people who do this, you know, they get, they get. Very violently, arrested. Yes. Ultimately, <laughs> yeah. but at the same at the same time, we're looking at this high sort of high stress situation, and we need to take yeah. that into account when we think when we think about police.
1: It's the stuff that winds up in situations where the cops in America shoot people because they think they have guns, and in Australia yeah. they put you in a fucking arm lock because they think you're going to hit them back when they <sighs> tap you on the shoulder. Yeah. Like you know, I, I get it. I think it's it's an over response oh, in yeah. a lot of it ways.
0: Was, in your case, it was definitely a. Uh, from what you've told me about it, an overreaction, and and really someone can, in a, in, a, in a just and decent police force, that person uh, would have been pulled aside, that, that, that arresting, or the person who grabbed you in that armlock should have been told. no, that's over the top. That's not the way to handle it.
1: Yeah, but you can also see why they do this as a general thing because they think, you know what? Mm. I'm not going home today with a black eye. I'm just going to do what I can yeah. tonight to do my job according to what I've been told to do. I bet they had fucking quotas. There are actually move-on order quotas mm. in New South Wales where certain police local area commands are told to do a certain amount of move-on orders a year. So essentially, you could say it's revenue raising because they this is inso- insofar as actually issuing the $550 yeah. fine. But there are quotas. Uh-oh. So these are people who essentially are part of their KPIs to their job is to do what they did to me and have a negative outcome. Yeah. And they can tick off one less wow. one less move on order Look, for that year. From That's everything insane. you tell me,
0: you were probably training Jill. Um you were <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> training Jill.
1: Well, he's really good. <laughs> Nine out of 10, you know, hey, Mr. Guy, you who know, I couldn't recognize trackers, because of the mask. That just makes perfect. <laughs> Well, I mean, you're close to it, mate. You're close to it. Well done. <laughs> but like before these laws, before the whole thing, with and especially with this idea of the trifecta, did you – because it seems like from all your yarns from back in the day, the cops used to grab people – give them a clip over the years and then set them on uh, their way. And I'm sitting here from my little like ivory tower complaining about being in an arm lock because it's a violation of our rights. But back in the day, I would not want to be in a situation where Roger Rogerson was the one who was carting me out of a festival because he would just beat the shit out of me and yeah, walk off oh, laughing.
0: Probably Roger organized the festival in those days. He you know, would have been <laughs> somewhere in the background. Um, uh, look, um, Yeah, it's, it, it's, it really is these laws that we know These things were not possible. An arrest of this kind was not possible 30 years ago. 25 years ago, it wasn't done. Because it always seems
1: like it was the wild, wild west back then. But it seems like what you're saying is it's actually now the police are able to do more than before. It's just before the police were doing criminal shit but not arresting and, you know, sort of violently accosting civilians huh. randomly. Whereas now they're even fucking worse um,
0: than before. I-, I remember friends of mine went to a demo, they were all, very senior legal people now, law-talking guys, um, very, very, very (laughs) senior now, one with a very senior role within government. Um, uh, uh, They were arrested at a protest. They were sort of stragglers, you know, they were hardly up the front you know when the barricades they're just sort of straggling along police came along and said we're arresting yep. and they said what force sir i am a student of the law and <laughs> <laughs> and he said walking on the fucking tram lines mate you see you're, you're just doing it now and they and, and it is oh. some subset of oh god i don't know um trespass or yeah, public trespass about, yeah. or something like that so so they, they were charged on something anyway and um and uh, with with walking on walking on the I, actually I think they were fine for walking on the line. Yeah. but in those days they had the police could not use these move along orders. I don't think they have helped in any way the relationship between police and uh, citizens. You were at a, you know these things must be rife at music festivals and things like that. The uh, sort of behaviour. I but mean, we are of dogs course, there, it's, everywhere. it's well known, though, of course, uh, particularly around music festivals, that you have because of this um, uh, intense um, sort of uh, what would you call it? Some sort of proactive policing with dogs and, and all this yes, sort of control. That's a nice way we've it. seen people basically overdosing, you know, uh, because yeah, they're absolutely. terrified of the being pinched with a few pills, and 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 really, it's it, totally. it's, it's crazy sort of stuff, and and
1: it's so uh, counterproductive and the cops are confronted mm. with this and there's you know the appeals for drug testing there's appeals for amnesty programs which are like the shittest policies anyway but at least there's something and the cops are just like no nah. and the government's just like no nah. and like they are legitimately choosing a strategy that consciously harms kids who are going to take these yes. drugs anyway because you know I've taken a finger in my day
0: to, you know dental definitely lead to overdose deaths and and overdose hospitalizations yep. Um, yeah.
1: And that's it. Like, even like with a po- false positive outside, like if you go to Homebush and you get a false positive with a with a dog, which does happen, positive. they will give you a move on order and confiscate your ticket. So you've <laughs> you just gone there, Nothing innocent wrong. as, and, and you wind up either, you know, probably getting strip searched mm. or at least frisked down, but you get told to move on. And, you know, there's some of these festival tickets are a couple hundred bucks and you're just told the to fuck off for mm. no reason. You just randomly just get told, I'm sorry, your night well, is over.
0: What well, the know, fuck is that? I know there are, uh, the, the sniffer dogs are very, very high uh, levels of, of false positives. So, so, yeah. And, totally. And, and so you're, you're almost looking at some, something just marginally better than 50-50. And, and, and so, yes, you've got you've – got, so you've broken down in the business of reasonable suspicion. Once you've got to the point, You've detained someone. You've strip-searched them. And once you've got to the point uh, of finding that they actually haven't done anything wrong, that the dog has actually issued a a false positive, you know, they've already been detained uh, and they've already been humiliated. Um, and so, and, yeah, and then, no apologies are forthcoming. You know, That's we're just, a fucking we're just sure. Doing our job. Everyone here's just doing our job. We're doing our oh, job. Yeah. yeah we need yeah. to go away now, but you can't go back in there. The other area of, of yeah. uh, a, a really dumbest, or some of the dumbest stuff you've ever seen, is the sort of uh, revitalization of consorting laws. Um, ah, uh, yeah. Because consorting laws, you know, they were rejected, uh, not sort of legally, um, there are some issues about. Freedom of association, freedom of movement. You know, when a convicted felon uh, speaks with another convicted felon, it used to be that that was an offence, and uh, and it bred a yeah, okay. bred a, a tough, <laughs> a tough group of police known as the consorting squad guys, and they're basically their job to hang around with crooks, keep an eye on crooks in pubs, the races, you know, the boxing. <laughs> The greyhounds on stuff. a Wednesday, and 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 basically, you know, develop corrupt relationships. So these things fell apart yeah. eventually because you had uh, relationships between police and criminals that were problematic uh, at best. So say the one by yes. yeah, consulting exactly, yeah. laws got the arse. They were unfair anyway. You know what to do with people, and 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 at least they got repealed. I out mean, you know, prisons and so forth with people who had just. We were blocked up in prison for being prisoners, uh, and and so, yes. so they all got discarded. And then when we then,
1: it sounds a little bit American. Well,
0: it, it started in Queensland and then it moved to New South Wales. We we had this you might remember. It, it was an obsession about outlaw motorcycle gangs. Uh, uh,
1: yeah, it was a very daily telegraph yeah, it wasn't sort of just vibe.
0: That, it was everywhere and 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 television news services as well. So we all started fretting about outlaw motorcycle gangs, and we'd see. You know, on our news services at night, uh, we'd see you know file footage of rebels and um, yeah, banditos, you know, you sort doing. of stand around looking looking a bit looking a bit uh, dangerous,
1: which they do with a lot of ease. <laughs> they they have resting bitch faces. They really they really do. do. And uh,
0: uh, and so we started. You know, a lot of these people are moving, tra- you know, traffickers and drugs and you know, mayhem, <laughs> violence, all sorts of yeah. things. Well, they're not good people. Not I mean, like, good for people, that, some, of I'm sure, are good yeah. people. But the whole thing is, you can't oh, yeah, say, oh, yeah. "Well, just because you're wearing that sh- that that jacket, uh, that you are a bad person." Um, it's not how
1: the lawyers meant so to how, work. So you how know, you're meant to at least get the how chance how to do something dealt wrong?
0: With this, you know, dealing with this mad panic, and it was nothing more than a panic. <laughs> you know, there, there was yeah, <laughs> there was nothing really. You know, in terms of. Um, uh, causation. Was there a problem between outlaw Motorcycle Gangs and the distribution of drugs? We all know they're sort of involved in the business, but no better or worse than they'd yeah. been 10 years and 10 years ago and so forth.
1: We've all funded these, these organisations so through the time. We've
0: all helped them. They brought them. back the consortium laws, in, in some cases anyways. Yeah. And, and you know, the, the, the rationalisation for it was, and there were high court tilts all basically failed, but um, the rationale was that, you know, um, this is a good way to break them down. That, that convicted, convicted yeah. felons talking to other convicted felons within, within outdoor motorcycle gangs would allow police to move in there and interrupt, uh, you know, potential problems and, and make arrests and all that sort of stuff. Yeah, just
1: like they fuck with me with their excellent discretion, their yeah, excellent sense just of discretion. not going to use the arm
0: lock. <laughs> 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 on the, uh, the black of lands, for example. Um,
1: no, what they're going to do is they're going to give them fucking fair warning no, and tap them on the shoulder gonna, because that's how these things work.
0: Technical response group. But, but, um, um, but <laughs> <laughs> the, you know, the, these can. Cons-
1: I wish I at least I had the, I would have respect of that gunpoint. You suddenly
0: realized basically like the metadata laws was all about controlling, it was all about controlling terrorists. Jesus Christ. We won't have terrorism because of because, uh, metadata, because of metadata retention laws. And, um, that was a yeah, fucking joke. Yeah, well, that was just absolutely hideous. And then we just see it being used in all areas of, of, of law enforcement.
1: Against you and your journalists. Yes, mates. indeed. Um, you know,
0: so terrorists, yeah. terrorists and, and pedophiles are always a justification. And in the case of the consorting laws across Australia, uh, the motorcycle gang, no one's scarier than them. And and, yeah. and so but we found these laws being applied in, in investigations of Indigenous youth and you know, um, or, oh, or yeah, yeah. you know criminal actions or prosecutions against indigenous youth, among other people. It's a completely different what it was designed to do. I'll say it again. Once you give these laws up, and I know it's very difficult because once a government's in Parliament, you know it got a majority in parliament, they'll whip it through the upper house and then the and then the lower house and in Queensland they did not have to sorry, they go through the lower house and then run it through the upper house. But in Queensland they did not have to worry about that. And they only got the one house there.
2: Yeah, they got one.
0: So once get the majority there, they can slip whatever they like through, um, uh, as yeah. long as it's vaguely constitutional. But even if it's not, you know, it's not a, not not up to the sort of not up to most of your of your common citizenry to say, oh, that's enough, sir. I'm going to take you to the high court and, and we'll we'll challenge. Well, that's you it. To I, see like- if, you're, if what you're doing is constitutional.
1: The thing with this stuff is, is that these laws exist to vindicate police Mm. officers who do something in their line of duty, which is a Mm. bit dubious, you know, and not not to harp on, but going back to my situation, when I had that happen to me, it wasn't a matter of, oh, I'm going to, you know, I'm going to take down your badge numbers. I'm going to complain to the police. Why the fuck would I do that? The police complaints department is basically a waste paper bin. Mm. Like, you know, thank you for your input. We will we will get back to you as soon as possible. I have absolutely no faith. So, when it comes down to it, if you look at the letter of the law with the move on things. I had a little look today. It looks like basically they weren't justified in doing what they did to me. Using the physical force was probably over uh, over the top and I think if you went that to court There'd probably be an Mm. argument for it. I tell you what, though, I'd start getting pulled over pretty fucking regularly.
0: Perhaps a magistrate might sort of, you know, say, well, you know, I didn't see why you had to use all that force. That was was naughty. That naughty, but I've had had a look at the man now. What's the point? I think think you're right. (laughs) I think you got it right. (laughs) But you're right. Police complaints. I mean, I guess the... Yeah, What's the fucking point? Like one. Uh, the
1: laws could be uh, anything. Yeah. I don't fucking care. I'm not going to complain. So what does the law even matter? Like, basically, this was a situation where they came up, they fucked with me, and they, you know, fucked with me mentally and physically, and at the end of the day, the law could say that that was five years jail for them. I'm still not going to the police. The police complaints, waste <laughs> paper. A, I'm not the going near it. The,
0: the only thing that gets police in real trouble these days is, is CCTV footage. Uh, whether it's in the police stations, yeah, Roger <laughs> well, Rogerson, you yes, old Roger, it's not a boy. did get Roger cameras. Damn those cameras! <laughs> um, um, but yeah, and that's you know we've we've seen this in a number of incidents where police have clearly been over the top with their use of force, and and unfortunately uh, there is footage either shot from a phone or CCTV footage, and and then yeah. we see, I mean, then we, George Floyd and stuff, you know. But it takes a long yeah. time. That's the first thing. So don't expect anything immediate. It will go to no. the, you know whatever Police Integrity Commission you might have, sort of uh, sort of uh, complaints or investigative body designed to
1: with your name bounced around yeah, yeah. every single juncture. Uh, uh, I saw, don't a, want that. saw a recent
0: case in New South Wales of uh, basically solicitor being harassed by um, by a special squad, New South Wales Police Force. You know, basically he was going over really? just what? to. Uh, He was leaving his offices to go to to court uh, to to, uh, defend a uh, a fellow who had been arrested for fairly serious offences and and they were harassing him all the way there and booking him up with traffic tickets. and Well, according to him, you know, and and in the end he he got so sick of it that he just stopped being this person. He he rang a colleague that day. That's and the said, aim. "Look, I can't represent this guy. This is terrible. These, you know, cops won't let me go. They're, it's too hot. <laughs> my, 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 my vehicle yeah. roadworthy. I can't drive my car. And, you know, he tried to he tried to catch public transport, and they stupid him. And it was just a complete abuse of power. And what should have happened there is that all of those young officers should have been just pulled up and said, listen, if you do this sort of stuff again, you will not have a job.' But, but they, 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 but they don't. The police were fucking launching so themselves. You, you know, we could talk about the, the police unions." which are basically the police, as we call them associations, but they're unions, they really are unions, and I yep. would argue the most powerful unions in the country. And uh, and so they will put a lot of pressure on. But but there's also this cultural top-down stuff that exists, certainly in New South Wales, police force that, you know, they only occasionally can do a little bit of wrong. Um, it's not as if they you know, it's not as if... Yes. But, you know, we acknowledge. there's the one bad apple. There always is that... Yeah, We are working together as a force to uh, to weed to weed that one bad apple out. But yeah, so Why you, so you, you see the top down stuff uh, that there's a cultural thing expected of, particularly blue shirts and so forth. So my um, argument is that the New South Wales Police in the 70s and 80s was so <laughs> corrupt at special squad level that they just completely stuffed up every major criminal investigation in one. Now those yeah, guys yeah, yeah. Are, the, are actually quite professional police, for the most part. Yeah, yeah, They're yeah. Very professional, highly skilled police. They know how to use, uh, they know how to use science and evidence gathering um, techniques, and they yeah, know how yeah, to yeah, They've got very well developed interview techniques and so forth. I suppose the old guys were very good at it too, but they were always so fucking bent, either bent or just terrified that it was so bent they just wouldn't act on things. But now yeah, yeah, you've well, got you know, yeah. perhaps a cultural problem within, within New South Wales Police Force, within the blue shirts, within the sort of general duties type officers. I think there's an argument to be made there that there's a lot of us and them top thinking going on there. Um,
1: Imagine Mount Druitt, how they just walk around just fucking with people in shopping centres, you know? Like it would be very different. Like, you know, as a you know, sort of straight white man. Like, I know this was a wake up call. There are people who get this shit all the well, fucking yeah, time, you, you know, known you to police. You don't want
0: to have a run with a cop, who's having a bad day. Um,
1: yeah. And if, the, but like, yeah, like you maybe you're the, you know, the, the, the target on a regular hmm. basis and you just continually coming across cops having a bad day. And it turns out maybe you're the common denominator and maybe it's socioeconomic, maybe huh. it's racial, but, you know, I'd say there's probably a Pareto-style thing where 80% of excessive shitty policing happens to 20% or we, less of we the We probably population. should talk
0: about COVID powers because these are temporary and and, and they need well, and they are yeah. driven by um, basically emergency situations put in place that, that are legislated in Victoria, yeah. for example, through the parliament. Um,
1: I think they're going to be repealed.
0: Yeah, you would imagine so. The first thing you would, you would say about COVID powers is that it's all monetary. Right. Um, yeah, you know, there are yeah. other offences that people may have committed in regard to you know, breach of the police type uh, or orders that they might have been charged with, but, but you know, failing to heed a COVID instruction is a fine.
1: Yeah, even if it gets to that point, most of these Bunnings Karens don't even get fined at all. They go up there, they don't wear a mask, they make a point of it, and Wait, then they don't, don't get fined at all. Don't ever
0: cop the fine. Um, I, 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 I never do always go, go along, even if you were going to represent yourself, and I know, and I, know that, I know the old axiom about that, but go and present yourself well to them.
1: I am a free man on the land, <laughs> and I am travelling. Please
0: don't say that. <laughs> please don't do that. Please don't do that at all. Go along, where a time, every be time. to to the magistrate, and have at least yes. some understanding yes. about procedures. So you're you might you might have yep. some um, personal references to hand to the magistrate. Um, you may want yeah. to make make a. Brief They're quite statement. nice. The magistrates, he to self-defending people to uh, make a statement in relation to it, and and obviously, well, the first thing is whether you're guilty or not guilty. But if you're guilty, yes, you know of whatever, then you know, throw yourself upon the mercy of the court and be really nice about it. Yep. <laughs> and they'll probably go
1: And if that fails, then <laughs> bring we, out we the we get so
0: few nice people in here. I'm gonna I'm gonna get this guy Yeah, that's it, yeah. <laughs> I'm gonna give this guy what's in the box. Um look it is something that's uncomfortable to a lot of us that, that you've got laws that limit assembly, movement, association and and yeah. uh, and they're done for scientific reasons, you might say. Some of it is at least government overreach, and I'd certainly make that argument in relation to some of these fucking idiotic snap lockdowns. Um, they wouldn't need them if people weren't cunts, though. To a be police fair, police force out there is just cruising the streets. You know, it's kind of like it's exactly where they want to be, and they'd be going, oh, yeah. Maybe we, maybe we do this permanently. Be great. Uh,
1: when old Osman Faruqi did that breakdown of the areas that were most fined, and it was basically like the affluent areas had no fines at all, despite constantly having bunnings karens running around doing what the fuck they want but out in the western suburbs they took scalps you know they were giving out a lot of quite heavy fines and they were big fines they're in the four figures sometimes and they were giving them to the poorest people that they you know they've wanted to catch up with other, for a while the
0: other thing i would say about that is in an arrest like yours well you weren't arrested you technically you weren't arrested no. you were detained I suppose is the best is yes. the best description but l- unpleasantly under detained no legal definition where you were arrested but what I'm saying to you is that you're jolt Hill you you know you look like you might be a bit of trouble but you're not you know <laughs> you're not you haven't got the big wraparound tats you you know you know I'm
1: quite boring.
0: Yes, that's right. It's because I guarantee you, they would not be making an arrest of a person like that. You know that you're, you know that you're perhaps a member of the Sergeant at Arms of the Blacker Lands, and um, and you're just not wearing your colours. I was that an guy. easy They're fucking not target. Grab that guy. And they took me out. They're not going to grab that guy with one yeah. of those submission armholes. You know, and that's a tactical response group. You know, guys in jammies. So, so, so they pick their marks, of course, and and. Yes. <laughs> picked him good. That's right. So, Stop so resisting. Maybe the lesson here is Joel. Just look harder. <laughs> you know, invest and yes, invest I need some 30 neck thirty or forty thousand dollars on a full, uh, full back and arm uh, wraparound tap job, and neck, neck. You've got to go to the neck. Uh, Got to get, get the neck. neck. <laughs> one of those really suspicious
1: teardrops that just says, "I've probably killed someone, but if I haven't, I kind of want to." Like this is sort of the vibe yeah, yeah, I'm going oh, yeah.
0: for. Or oh, the, oh, the spot between the thumb and forefinger—that's another one. There's actually three spots: one, two, three, like a little pyramid. That's supposed to be that you've been a murderer, and uh, oh. murderer, I should say. Yeah, yeah there's all sorts of, nice. all sorts of crazy sort of stuff. But yeah, if you did that. You know, you would know that you were going to be, you were going to not be arrested by by, by, by arm lock. You're going to be arrested at gunpoint.
1: Um. I did like that. Was it, I think it was Nick the Bulgarian or something that had the the traffic stop where the the cop mm. let him go, and and he said, "That's how you know you're oh, under watch yeah, yeah. by a, by a specialist group." <laughs> that was that's good. It, that's
0: how you, if you've ever wondered if you're under investigation a for Task Force, you can stop wondering now. Yeah.
1: Well, i tell you what, I can stop wondering now because I am definitely
2: not under investigation by anyone. You are in the
0: matrix, mate. You are in the matrix. (laughs) And you are are officially known to police. And here end of the lesson. I have have emphasised this quite a lot. When police ask or politicians attempt to justify increasing police powers in Australia at federal or state level, remember one thing, that once you've handed your basic freedoms over, they ain't ever, ever coming back. And that's the lesson here. I
2: did so like the first place. so when you have these uh,
0: politicians sort of fervently arguing for additional police powers, get around in their offices, write letters, agitate, agitate, agitate. But now it's time to bask in an immutable freedom that can never be touched by the dead hand of government, a freedom hard fought and won by the diggers on the Western Front who died in atrocious numbers and suffered the cruel indignities of war. So Pete Evans is as free as a bird to make an absolute cut of himself week after week Jesus in the week Christ. in Pete Evans.
1: It's been another huge, huge. week in Pete Evans. Enormous. And this week, Pete's sharing memes about the conflict between Israel and Palestine. Please all, all So he's been forwarding some spicy content from the Disclosed.tv Telegram, which is basically 4chan, and he's simply sharing it without comment. And for those who haven't had the misfortune of witnessing the Disclosed.tv Telegram feed, it's basically a right-wing cesspool of racist cunts, and you can see, obviously, why Pete subscribed. (laughs) The fucking comment section is just an absolute wash of anti-Semitism and Islamophobia. I mean, there's not much substance there. It's just racial taunts about beards, noses, and, of course, Jewish space lasers and like I wish I was fucking joking this is actually the shit that have, like the oy vey memes and stuff obviously this is Pete's kind of people and in the usual Pete Evans vague kind of fashion just like a sort of low rent queue that only really knows how to press the share button (laughs) because he's only just learned how to upload JPEGs to Telegram he's trying to say something what that is well i guess we'll it's never know. know it's my, really hard to know it's, it's hard to know because he doesn't really say anything because he doesn't really have any <laughs> fucking insights so my money is on the idea that trump was magically keeping peace in the middle east but now biden is in war has struck out because of course the only thing that matters in israel palestine is who is the fucking president of the united states of america so Everything from here on in is going to be a Biden-led conspiracy and we know that already. He is the start. And he's not alone in thinking that. I mean, fucking Trump put out a statement saying the same thing, more or less. So that's probably where he's going with that. Uh, Who knows? Usual vague shit. Pete's chiming in with his little share button on the Israel-Palestine conflict. (laughs) His followers have no fucking idea what to make of it. I mean, a lot of the little fascists in his telegram are actually more the pill wellness types that used to be lefties. So there's a whole bunch of pro-Palestinian sentiment that ranks yeah. there. I mean, like, I'm almost surprised. Mm. So for the most part, it seems like Pete appears at least to be on the side of the Israelis because yeah. what he's posting is he's posting the content that insinuates that they are the victims of an attack from the Palestinians. Gosh. Oh, poor Israel, their iron dome. Oh. It's really hard to know his position on this. But let's face it. He has the geopolitical knowledge of a fucking shit packet. (laughs) So why would we care? He's a cult leader. So his followers care. And that's what matters. The great thing is there is division in the ranks. There's Zionist dogs. There's victims of terrorism. We have the fucking lot. There's so much bickering. Children, children, (laughs) calm down. So we have a group of people here who absolutely love being told what to think. And even with the vague nature of Q drops, they had this network of aligned Q promoters that told them what it meant and what to think. Simple, Once Pete drops a few random geopolitical bangers <laughs> into the mix, the whole thing just turns to fuck. Now, Pete, mate, you can't afford to be vague on this one. Take a position yeah. so your followers Get know what the to fence, believe. Get off the fence, Pete.
0: Get off the fucking fence, you, man.
1: Division in the ranks is not helping you because right now they're filling in the gaps and it's giving them a fucking aneurysm. <laughs> if you want any of your walking wallets to live long enough to make it to the next overpriced evolve retreat just pick a side and go with it because don't worry they will blindly agree with you you're a cult leader and they are sheep
0: (laughs) <laughs> that's my very best sheep and you have been listening to the conditional release program with your host Jack the Insider and Joel Hill if you haven't already hit the subscribe button and if you've enjoyed our bullshit throw us a five star review on your podcast app
1: Jack can be found on Twitter on at Jack the Insider and Joel on at Crunchy Moses with a K we set up a Facebook page you can find fairly easily just search for the name of the thing there's a shit posting group we you know post occasional you know just yeah, spiritual in there Promoting a podcast is easier said than done. Every week we give you a, a random appeal to share our shit and just, you know, just can you like buy some listeners? Go out in the street and just pay hey, people to listen to the They don't have podcasts.
0: to listen. They just have to download it.
1: Yes, exactly. And they don't have to like it either. We don't give a fuck what they <laughs> think. There's as an angle long there. as it's they a, participate. It's called marketing. Yeah, yes, exactly.
0: And finally, all feedbacks. Feedback, tips, and death threats should be sent to the conditional release program at gmail.com. We would love to hear from you, even if you're the chief inspector for the local area and want to bundle us into the back of a divvy van, take us back to the cop shop and thump the shit out of us with phone books, which personally I'm okay with because my local white page is about 100 pages thick. Well, Joel, you are in oh, for a bruise.
1: Oh, God damn it. I could tell you're a Victorian because you say fucking divvy van. Oh, fuck off.
0: <laughs> See you later, listeners. See you next Thanks, week.
1: listeners. See ya.